everybody, how are we doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of your favourite podcast, Life's Your Bitch, with me, your host, Megan. Today's episode feels like one of those topics that, there's a few topics on this podcast that I've either wanted to or want to talk about and like just put off until I feel like I know enough or have the perfect timing or read that one book or watch that one video or wait till that documentary comes out Um, or for example finish my mindfulness course and today's episode of a comparison has always felt like one of those episodes and I'm not sure why I feel like you think self-help you think why has it taken you over a year to talk about comparing ourselves and I think it's because I'm not sure actually I think a lot of topics come down to one thing not going to spoil the episode for you but having a really high level of self-worth kind of rules out a lot of self-growth self-development topics issues scenarios if you will And today, I feel like it's one of those episodes, but I read a book. Well, read is bold. I scanned a 270-page book in two hours. So two hours is still a fairly decent amount of time. Going through it, highlighting, folding, everything I thought was useful. The book is called The Comparison Cure. It's by Lucy Sheridan? Sheridan we all know I am dyslexic and cannot pronounce names but I got this book god probably like a year ago now nearly a year ago I always forget like we're in May now of 2023 sorry to talk about it if you've been following me for a while Bali was nearly a year ago what a year ago I feel like my whole last of like whole last half of last year was like wiped from my timeline Because in my head, I'm like, I'm only like a few months post-grad. Babe, it's been a year. I just feel like I'm five months post-grad because it's like, not to flex, but that's the only time I've been in the country. No, but anyway, yeah, irrelevant. I feel like I bought this book a few months ago. It definitely hasn't. It is May. I definitely bought it at least well over a year ago now. And it's kind of one of those books that's just sat there because I kind of bought it and was like, oh, interesting. And then I was like, I actually don't think I want to or need to read you. But I sat down yesterday, I gave it a good old scan, which was a challenge in in itself for my dyslexic brain. I'm not good at that, but the book was really well laid out that I kind of just pulled all of my favourite activities, questions, quotes, ideas, mixed it in a bowl with my own opinion and wise, wise, wise 22 years of life experience, (laughs) sarcasm intended, and birthed out of my brain this episode and I have actually turned out loving it I've just finished planning it literally this second I thought you know what I've got the time I'm gonna sit down and film it I like to film relatively heavily planned podcasts quite soon after they've been planned so then I feel like what I've wrote down is still kind of fresh in my brain anyway before we get into the episode what am i grateful for sorry to be so british but the weather do you know what? i'm actually not grateful for it though because i can't sleep so i'm absolutely boiling and my runs have become 
significantly more difficult because it's so sunny. But loving the outdoors still. Still really a fan of the outdoors and the sun. Shock horror. What am I grateful for? I have a new... It's not very new anymore. It's... Sorry, it's because I hadn't told you what I was going to say. So I don't want to ruin it by saying they are. But then I felt really rude saying it. But I have a relatively new... The way my management works is we kind of have like two people, which I love because it feels like I've got a little team by my side. Um, A manager and like a content manager, if you will. And I have a new content manager and I'm thoroughly enjoying her. We are getting along and I feel like our meetings at the moment are really, really productive. I just literally came away from one about an hour ago and yeah, just loving it. Really grateful for, again, I say new since October now but still all feels relatively new but it's been like six months really enjoying my new management at the moment and my new manager and I feel like I've got a proper little team by my side at the moment and I'm grateful because I feel like my vision with what I'm doing and my structure is is getting there really slowly god I could do a whole nother episode on on its own of being a content creator and working and living alone and being so young and this being my first proper proper job in terms of nine to five like I'm not I've had jobs you know part-time jobs when I was at school and stuff I've never really been without a job but this is my first proper career job if you will this is my first proper full, full-time this is my first proper full-time job um which in itself is funny to navigate and think about and then plonk on top of that living alone which I absolutely love but then also working alone there's little structure but I feel like I'm digging through the trenches not to sound dramatic but I feel like I'm bit by bit figuring it out mentally even if I'm not putting it into practice I feel like I'm getting there mentally anyway so I'm grateful for that what am I am I grateful for I just my life love life it's my last sorry it's my first half marathon on Sunday, the race that I've been talking about. So I'm very grateful for my last few months of training and how well that's all pulled together. And yeah, I'm just feeling good. Feeling a little bit lost in some some areas of my life at the moment. But all in all, I am smiling and I am happy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So the journal prompt last week was what area of your life do you feel you compare the most? I feel like mine are quite deep. I've got two answers. I said, I think for me it's body. I notice the difference between mine and other people's body a lot. And it's definitely something I take a lot of note of. I'll see someone running and I will... Sounds really bad, but we are... It's honest hour on this podcast every every episode, every hour, I will take note of how similar their body is to mine. Whether I think my physique is noticeably 
quote unquote worse or better and then I'll be like well they're running faster than you and you think you look better than them or if I run past someone who I think has a better physique than me I'm like ranking myself against them like haha I'm clearly better than you this sounds really horrible but it's honest hour this is what this podcast is for I say these things out loud so you guys feel okay admitting them to yourselves Anyway, obviously I don't actually run past people and think, haha, I'm better than you. Rarely ever, actually. It never really happens. It's always people running past me because I run very, very, very slow. But it's just, after this podcast is something that I realised, I really do take mental note of (laughs) people's body. And I really, oh, I don't want this to come across as in like I'm judging people and I'll take note if I think your body's worse than mine. No, I just find myself comparing my body to other people's all the time and most of the time I will downplay myself nine times I don't say hundred times out of a hundred times because that's really mean I'm not even mean to myself I just I don't know I don't know I'm gonna move on because I feel like I'm gonna dig myself in a hole because I'm worried of people taking that the wrong way but it's true I compare what do I compare most I compare my body to other people's body is in there with my top two. My other one being career, but but in a very metric numbers analytical way, because obviously my job goes a lot off of views, followers, brand deals, not even money, just amount of brand deals and the brands that they are. Something I compare a lot about, I'm not gonna lie. And it's not even, I talk about this a bit later on, but it's not even a better or worse again it's just that thing of like I don't think I really compare myself so when I was thinking about this I was like okay but what do I kind of keep note of what do I take a mental note of and it will be creators similar to me how many views their TikToks get how many views their videos get how many subscribers they're gaining by and how quickly has their Instagram following gone up like not even comparing just taking a mental note almost so that I have something to rank myself to and sometimes simply just look up to if I see a creator like the same level as me doing really well it's inspiring because it's a job where you're very very alone so it's almost like if you don't take mental note of these things you're kind of just out of touch with the industry but I do find myself taking a lot of mental note about okay well this person posted this video and it got this many views so why aren't your videos getting this many views which again is healthy at times but I've just noticed those are the two things that I probably take note of the most. Like physique and body and like followers and not even followers, views, I would say. I'm not really fussed about followers. I would say views, views on YouTube and maybe TikTok. And maybe, no, I don't really care about Instagram likes. Views on YouTube and TikTok. Thank God you can't see people's podcast views. Otherwise I probably would go crazy anyway i thought this book that i read the comparison cure was okay i don't know how we're already 11 minutes in sorry about that guys i thought the book was okay i'm a whore for a self-help 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 book we all know this but i'm also trying to strip back dramatically on trying to improve myself in every which way and becoming a constant self-improvement project And this book for me just had a few too many activities. It's almost like an activity book. It's constantly getting you to answer 
so many questions, do these little quizzes and find out your personality type and then there's just a lot of filling out which if I decided if you if comparison is really really an issue for you if you do find yourself comparing yourself to people all the time and you would say it's your number one issue and the number one thing you would like to fix I'm sure this book for you would be great it makes a lot of sense it it would definitely get to the bottom of your problem. Do you know what I mean? But if you're like me and it's not really a problem, I'm not saying I don't do it by any means, but it's not really in the top three. Interesting question in itself. What are my top three things that I feel like I need to improve on? Not sure. But it's not in my, it's not my top concern, you know? Oh, I compare myself to people too much. I'm, I don't really. I've got a pretty good sense of self. So for me, I like to read books like that or listen to podcasts like that just for a kind of like, oh, how does that person think? Or what kind of mindset tip are you going to give me? What perspective do you look at things from? I don't necessarily want to sit out and fill out a whole activity book. But lucky for you, kind of, if you value my opinion, as I said, I have taken away all of the little things I like, mixed it in a bowl with my own opinion, my own experience, my own views, and formed this episode. So if you value my opinion, hopefully you'll love this episode more than the book, joking. If you like this episode, definitely go and read the book because a lot of, not a lot of it, but the ideas have come from things that she has said, even if I don't agree with them and I've decided I agree with something else. Let's start this episode off with the first thing that I highlighted from the book. Comparison is most painful when we are judging people we consider to be on the same level of us. Interesting, I thought. It didn't say it didn't exist otherwise, which is true because we all compare ourselves to celebrities and influencers and fancy TV stars jetting off on their water huts in the Maldives and comparing our bodies to and abilities to athletes and professional gymnasts we see on TikTok and we are open to a wide variety of big celebrities that their success we will look at kind of nod at and go wow imagine if but it doesn't really affect us or hurt us because it feels out of reach it is painful when it's someone from your school that you're maybe comparing yourself to and you think in your eyes they're doing really, really well because it's like, okay, well, we've came from the same thing. It kind of goes without saying. It's that, um, what's that quote that's like, enemies will, no, sorry, strangers will support you more than like your peers or your friends because your friends can't believe that you came from the same place kind of thing. I didn't actually write that down. That wasn't in my notes, but it just made me think of it. And another thing they said really close at the beginning of the book that I really liked was from an early age, we swap what is best for me to what will fit best into the group. Like what will make me slot in the best. Bit of a random skip onto a different topic, but I just really liked these two little nuggets and quotes of pieces of information at the beginning of the book because comparison obviously comes from not feeling good enough. And I thought it was really interesting that flipping between what is best for me and what will fit in best in the group because even now I find myself doing that simply I always say there are a lot of things I do in my life is just like for the easy way out sometimes just to save the hassle sometimes this doesn't happen often but I can think of an example this I would definitely do this if I was in a group that Say I just met a group of people at an event or something or I got caught up in a conversation in a bar and I didn't really agree with what people were saying. I knew I probably wouldn't see them again. Sometimes I would just nod along 
with the conversation and just kind of fit into the group to save the hassle of like bringing up a conflicting argument because I know I might never see you again and it's not worth my energy (laughs) and I think you don't realize maybe how much that reduces you being like oh I'll just agree to kind of save the hassle and I don't think it's that deep all the time like I'm sure I'll definitely do that again in my life but I just thought that flip was interesting because that is right there how you start your journey of comparison and I say comparison and obviously I'm going to say comparison in this podcast a lot but I also just mean the feeling of like not being good enough so I think they come hand in hand but aren't always is the right word mutually exclusive like just because you don't feel good enough doesn't mean you're necessarily comparing yourself to the rest of the group but I guess whenever you're comparing yourself it is because you don't feel like you're not good enough. So how do we know if we fit into this bracket? How do we know if this podcast episode is for us? How do we know if we're comparing ourselves? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a bit obvious. Okay, we can all think surface level. Oh, because I scroll on Instagram and I see that girl and I think she's really pretty and now I don't think I'm pretty anymore. Oh, I've seen this person in my uni course has now got this big job at a brand that I love and I don't. So now I don't feel good enough because I'm comparing myself to them. But I want you to think a bit deeper. Do you spend a lot of your time just focused on others? I definitely, like I said, don't feel like I actively compare myself a lot, but I definitely keep a lot of tabs on people before. Take a mental note of how far they've run or how quick or how many views they've got, how many subscribers they've gained recently. And it doesn't necessarily get me down, but I definitely feel myself taking a lot of mental notes, even find myself distracted or maybe overwhelmed by my work when I see how many views they get on TikTok and then I wonder what's even the point in starting and just like (laughs) there is definitely mental tabs for me is how I realised okay maybe I actually do need a podcast episode like this you almost rank yourself against that person or I got more views than them or I ran faster than them or I did this you're almost in competition with them even though they are a complete stranger you're in competition with them and they don't even know that's how you know (laughs) that you maybe need this episode as always we do not judge here I need you to be honest with yourself I need you to be kind to yourself because it's actually quite freeing I was like I don't compare myself I don't need this like I'll do some research for the girlies in the podcast And then as I started to think more and more about it, I was like, okay, well, maybe it doesn't get me down, but I know full well that I keep mental tabs on people. I know full well I'd be checking this girl's TikTok and I love them. There's a few girls on TikTok I love, love their videos. I want to make videos like it. So I've seen them and I thought, oh, wow. Oh, look, they've got like 5K. 
I've gone back this week and they've got like 50k and I'm like see what you could have done and now I'm overwhelmed and I don't want to and I'm like and it's not even that I that was comparing myself I don't know why I'm not being honest clearly I am comparing myself but it's not in that traditional way that I'm kind of saying that you might think I'm not like oh they got this many views my video got this many views I should do that I should do that I should do what they're doing I'm not comparing myself in that way it's just that mental tab that I guess before this episode, I probably wouldn't have put in the bracket of comparing myself, but I do. I want to know who are your comparison avatars? Who, I don't want to know, keep it to yourself, who are you comparing yourself to? Be honest, write them down. Who is it? It can actually be really helpful and kind of freeing to just admit this, even if it's your bestie. Don't tell them, don't admit it to them. Just write it down. Note to yourself who it is, what you're comparing, um yeah just jot it down and then every time you do it it's easier to take a mental note because you've kind of admitted it to yourself something that I do want to quickly touch on is comparison with the past you I feel this one feel like the past you was better hotter more successful newsflash things change people grow up environments change circumstances change the systems around us are changing the world around you changes Sure, maybe you went to the gym more a couple of months ago, but you didn't have this new group of friends that you go out with more. You didn't have this boy that you were seeing. You didn't have this job that you love spending time on, this new hobby that you found. Sure, maybe you used to earn more, but now you're in a new city, in a new job, trying to make new friends, or you're dealing with an illness or some mental challenges, or you've started therapy, so you can't Put in that overtime at work anymore. Show yourself some goddamn respect and some goddamn comparison because something that I've found is kind of that confidence. <laughs> what is that word? That pat on the back that, like, you are always trying your best. You are always trying your best. And even if you're best now, your best today isn't as good as your best tomorrow or your best yesterday or your best now is very different from your best last year you are always trying the best with the mental capacity that you have and the environment that you have the levels of energy you have the level of mental bloody capacity that we have sometimes you are always trying your best and even if your best is just sitting on your phone protecting yourself from the feelings that you're feeling you are always trying your best so just give yourself some goddamn respect and do not do past you like that dirty either because then you're putting them on a pedestal and the more and more you compare yourself to them I have found this with like past physiques the more and more you compare yourself to your last body you're putting them on a pedestal forgetting that yeah maybe she was smaller and went to the gym more and had better abs she was also fucking knackered she like knackered her skin was absolutely crazy she had no period like almost bring them down a notch like don't honor your past self and give them a round of applause because again they were trying their best but the more you compare yourself to them the more you're just putting them on this pedestal and I almost just want you to take them off the pedestal because they're in the past now put future you on a pedestal and strive towards greatness don't put past you on a pedestal because it's pointless who wants to run backwards to a person they used to be With more and more time, you'll grow into a better person. So take them off the pedestal. Give yourself some compassion and respect. So now that we know we're comparing, now that you've all decided, yep, this is me. I need some help. (laughs) Now is the time that we become happy with us. There are more tips at the end about 
the actual act of comparing but something I want to talk about a lot is obviously just loving ourselves a bit more because again it goes about saying that we're comparing ourselves because we think they have what we don't and we think they have it better and we obviously just don't value ourselves enough which is why we are looking for better in other people and I wanted to share this quote with you from the book again that I loved when you know who you are and you're pleased with the person you've become you'll experience a sense of peace through life's inevitables up and downs this is straight facts I feel like you cannot shake me as easily these days because I know who I am I know what I want to do and I have a strong sense of self to some extent (laughs) um parts of my life I'm obviously a bit more vulnerable in for example Oh, this is funny because this is something I haven't touched on at all. If you... Wondering if I work hard enough. If you were to come up to me and like jokingly call me lazy, I will go home and rethink my entire schedule and how I spend every second of my time. But call me ugly. Could not care less. Not even because I think I'm not ugly and I think I'm so beautiful and I really love my appearance. I just think one, harsh, ugly. Ugly. Why are we running around calling people ugly? Like you clearly have issues you are clearly insecure if you're running around calling people ugly also I just think there is so 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 much more to life than being like the prettiest person in the room or even just being averagely pretty I just think yeah it's a great feeling to dress up and look great and feel great but appearance just does not shake me anymore because I have that strong sense of self I am at peace with the person I have become I think what we should all do, my one activity for you, is to create the ideal version of you. What do they do? What do they wear? What do they think? How do they act? If you're going to compare yourself to anyone, I think we should be comparing ourselves to the best future version of ourselves. Lucy actually did go on in the book and kind of explain a similar thing and she called it the true you guide, but I'm taking credit for that one because I already wrote this down before I read it in the book. What is holding you back from being this person or living this day, living this life? What do you want? I'm really starting and stopping this episode, so I hope you guys can't tell and that it's not too annoying, but I just have wrote a lot of notes. (laughs) I got quite passionate when writing this podcast, which is hilarious for someone who's not very good at reading notes. Anyway, um, I can look at people now, is what I was trying to say, and go... Okay, I need an example. Okay, I'll look at a friend in like a really corporate nine to five, a girly job and I'll go, oh wow, that is so much better than my job. They just get up, they go to work, they get to, someone else tells them what to do, they get to go to an office, they get they get to be around people, they get to come home and they get to just finish work. And then because I know what I want in my heart and soul, it takes me, roughly anyway, I've got a good idea. I'm not saying we need to be 100% sure. I've got like a, I would say, ranging from 60 to 80% sure on a day-to-day basis in between there somewhere um sense of what I want I can then kind of check in with myself and go no you don't you romanticize the idea of it but no you don't you don't want that you're watching your best friend backpacking a year in Thailand thinking oh my god I should have done that I've just went straight into a job oh no one quick check in with yourself to go oh no sorry 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 guys I got confused that's not what I want at all I want to work in my corp corporate job and buy a house and get a dog and move in with my boyfriend and do all of this stuff and oh I want to be able to 
whatever it is, live close to my mum and my family and my grandma. And I said I'd go travelling in a few years because I like being by my family and my brother's still really young. That's not what I want, sorry. Just had to check in with myself there for a minute. Neither of those things are right or wrong. Neither is better or worse. It is simply preference. And knowing what you want not only will stop you kind of comparing in the first place because you've got a strong sense of self and we're only comparing when we don't because we're lost and we're confused and we're looking to other people for guidance but it also then helps us because when we do get that little niggle of like oh they're doing better than me all we have to do is kind of check in with ourselves and go are they though they're doing great for themselves and they're doing wonderful and I hope they are living in line with their values but that's not what I want it just looks super fun I hope they are having the best time ever sometimes it's almost hard to know oh I wrote here we're not all supposed to have we're not all supposed to want to do the same things. We're not all supposed to have the same successes. And then I put, sometimes it's hard to know what you want because it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. You're going by example. It's almost like looking at the Met and being like, oh, I really, really want to go to the Met one day. I'd love to go to the Met one day because that's where all like the rich and famous people go. And it's a really, you know, high class event. And I, that's my life goal dream. Is it though? Do you really do you really care about going to the Met? I used to say this when I was younger. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, I'd love to go to the Met. Oh, I'll tell you a really good example of this. I used to go, I'd love to have a clothing brand. That is what successful YouTubers do. That is a successful thing to have. Yeah, sure, I'd love to come out of my own, own clothing brand one day. Fuck me, I couldn't care less about having a clothing brand. A clothing brand is not the thing that I want to spend my time on. But I had no idea why I did one. So it just felt like a normal goal to aim for like do you really want to go to the met do you really really care about being there if you died without going to the met would you be sad probably not but if i died without ever having gone on like a prolonged travel trip for like a year i would feel like i'd failed myself i did not complete like what i really 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 wanted to do in this life what do you want like i said sometimes it's hard to know what you want because you don't know what you don't know and you're kind of just like looking at other people's successes and go like oh that one sounds best to me it's hard to invent your own like fantasy and reality in your head because maybe no one's done what it is you really want to do in your soul but how you how are you supposed to like unlock that almost you have to think about every single avenue lucy has some good questions for this in the book to be fair Like, what am I known for? How do I spend my weekdays and my weekends? How do I spend my lunch break? What does my home and my workspace look like? Who am I communicating to and how do I communicate? What hangs in my wardrobe? Type in like dream life questions or like perfect day journaling or something. And all of these types of questions will come up. And if you really give yourself like a few hours one evening to like work through every single one of these, maybe you'll unlock it that like, oh, you'd love a life full of lunch meetings and you'd love to like, either take clients out or just go on big meetings with brands or maybe you'll realize that bloody hell I can't think of the top of my head I'm already doing enough thinking you'll just unlock these little things about yourself that you realize if you could do absolutely anything these are the little things that you would do if you could create your dream life the book talks a lot about redefining your definition of success which I agree is super important full stop I always talk about that but the advice to me was a bit I don't know, not wishy-washy, but like, to me, redefining success just comes from simply letting go all judgment. What do you want? No parents can tell you no, no friends can bat an eyelid. If you could have absolutely anything, 
what would you have? And a lot of people go, I wouldn't work another day in my life. No, you would, because you'd get fucking bored, trust me. What would you do? Would you travel and work in different bars for the rest of your life and never be died down to a career? Would you invest all your money into property and like climb the property ladder? Would you love to do interior design on a home, like buy a home, dress it up, sell it? Would you want a part-time job that just about pays the bills? You're very happy to just get by. So maybe you've got more time for your hobbies or your kids or your family or that volunteering that you love doing. Is it successful to you to be able to help your community, help those that need it, donate more to your favorite charities? All of these are great. All of these sound like so much fun. There is no right, there is no wrong. There is simply preference. When talking about those, what lights up your soul? Does the idea of having a part-time job that just like pays your rent and pays enough for your food shops so that you can spend your time volunteering at places you love, like doing community work, volunteering at fun animal shelters, like going on volunteering holidays so you can like work away, whatever it is. Who said that you need to be in a nine to five Monday to Friday, earn as much money as possible so that you can take like a holiday every year, a few holidays every year. If you want a part-time job and it makes enough money so that you've got time for other hobbies, so successful. If that is your idea of success, don't let anybody tell you different. And that's what I want you to figure out. What is your dream life? What does success look like to you? Because then you'll have, I believe, like hardly any problems comparing. You might not have it yet and you might compare the people that do have it yet, but you know what it is and you know you're on your way, which makes it so much easier because then you'll be like, oh my God, like, look, they're doing this. And you'll be like, but I'll be doing that soon. I know I'll be doing that soon. Here's another quote from the book that I loved. All of her quotes from the book as well were quotes, most of them were quotes from other people that she just put in the book. (laughs) So I'm not just completely ripping her off and reading the whole book. Your definition of success and your pursuit of it should present you with a broad and deep growth based on who you are and how you want to feel every day. Anything else is at best a compromise and at worst a tragedy. Woo! (laughs) Ouch. Along with redefining success, I need you to outline your values. Again, something I have talked about a few times. I used to really think I valued the grind. I wanted to be the most successful and make the most money and have all of this disposable income and always be really, really busy because I work well under pressure. Jesus Christ, I finished uni and could not have cared less. I valued stillness, simplicity, and creativity. What do you really value in your life? Again, no judgment. Peace, creativity, space, community, family, friends, knowledge, beauty, trust, faith, equality. Literally Google values and take your pick. What words sound best to you? Alongside this, outgrowing goals. I have a whole episode on drop the ego and set some new goals because sometimes we envy people who are achieving our goals that we don't actually care about anymore and we're only sat there comparing ourselves to them because we feel lost and confused and we don't even know what we're aiming for anymore so of course we're going to look at what other people are doing but once but one of the reasons that you might feel lost is because you're working on and like stuck in a goal that no longer serves you again basically in short have a proper look inside what do you really want and what do you really value and remember this can change 
just like at the beginning with past you you don't have to hold on to past you's goals anymore if they are not serving you drop the ego and set some new goals i have a whole episode on it but i just think it's really important to be able to yeah just change your mind and change your goals because if you can't what is the bloody point in this life you're allowed to get up and change your career and change your path and change your values at any point this goes back to me to creating your dream life how far off are you and why it might be that you do it you do the activity and you're like god i'm, I'm really far off from this my i don't live a life anything like this and it's because you realize this isn't what I want (laughs) this is what I kind of think I should want so I want you to do that the activity again and again and again until you end up with a version of you that you look at and you read and you can't help but like giggle you're so excited at the thought of that coming true one day I want you to just rewrite and rewrite and rewrite your dream life until you literally look at the page and can't help but like have that funny little giggle like that funny little imagination giggle of like oh my god imagine if that's possible and most importantly believe you are not only capable of that you deserve it i need you to believe in yourself the question is not is it possible the question is am i willing to believe it is possible oh oh my god i'm gonna get that fucking tatted on me the question is not is it possible The question is, am I willing to believe it is possible? Law of attraction is all around us. All of these little quotes that you hear people say like this, this is the law of attraction. Am I willing to believe it's possible? Do you know how much we hold ourselves back in life from simply not believing we are capable? Do you know how much it is sometimes our own fault? Not, like pretending we are not responsible for our own outcomes and our own actions. Are you willing to believe it's possible? I don't know, to me that is powerful. Identify the unhelpful thought, choose a different one. And something again I scream and shout about is look for evidence. Again, law of attraction. This is all it is. You decide, oh, I wanna make more money. Suddenly every penny you find on the floor every five pound refund you get back every like little thing that comes into your life you're like oh my god look oh my god look you're looking for the evidence you wake up today and you say i want to have a good day every person that smiles at you every discounted thing that you come across in the shop like your favorite chickens on sale every chocolate bars on sale every good summer holds the door open for you every good thing you come into contact with that day you are looking for proof for it to be a good day so i need you to look for proof in yourself, in your own successes. I also loved this idea in the book. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Will we do it and keep it up? Probably not, no. But she talked about keeping an evidence journal. Love this. I scream and shout about keeping like evidence and looking for evidence in your life all the time. A journal, a, like a, it's literally a book of self-worth and self-confidence. All of your wins. Keep a journal to yourself to show you that you are capable of more. Everything that you tick off, every little thing you do, every little win you have. Imagine that you open a book and it's just like a story of all of all of your little wins. Every day you think of a win and you write it down in this book. So the next time that you doubt yourself, you can look through this and go, wow. Even on the notes app on your phone, just try, maybe try and start. Every little win that you remember when it happens, write it down. I just think that's absolutely beautiful. 
another way to automatically stop being so mean to yourself in a child we've all been there we've all seen it we've all seen it all over the tiktok with the little picture of small you on your mirror that kendall jenner says she does but remember that is the person you are limiting who wholeheartedly believed you could we want to be the craziest things when we're younger because we haven't any we haven't encountered any evidence or reason to believe otherwise you ask a little boy what they want to be they'll probably all say oh footballer quite stereotypical but most little boys you say what do you want to be oh professional footballer professional rugby player some kind of professional sportsman i used to say i want to be a fashion photographer for for vogue sorry i don't know why that sentence was so hard to get out but Kids just have the wildest dreams. So every time you don't believe in yourself, remember that's who you're not believing in. The little girl who wholeheartedly believed you could. Ouch. That's sad. Okay. Maybe that's enough about loving yourself. The, the last quote I want to I leave you with for this section. The worst loneliness is to be uncomfortable, is to not be comfortable with yourself. The worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself. Let's go back to the source, social media. I'm not going to dwell because we all know the rule. If they make you unhappy, unfollow them. But that can be hard. Again, something from the book that I thought was a really good tool to use to make a feed that nourishes you. Loved this. Get out of your social media right now while you're listening to this. If you're not driving, if it is safe for you to do so, get your Instagram out right now. Let's do it now. Let's have a little look. Would you invite every brand or person that you scroll past to a dinner party at your house? Do you find them inspiring? Do you admire their creativity? Do you think they'd just be great fun to have there? You know, they'd give a little smile to your feed. Do you want to pick their brain about something? If not, maybe thinking about muting them or unfollowing them. Is your feed something you scroll down and every kind of post has value? Obviously that depends on the content creator you know sometimes me me as well I just post silly dumps of my life but is everybody on there someone you value in some way or another for whatever reason it doesn't have to be something big and crazy and you think they're one of the most motivational people in the world and you can't wait to have a very inspiring conversation with them like I said maybe they just post funny stories and you love that and you would love to invite them to a dinner party because you think they'd be great fun if you were giving your phone to a stranger what would they make of you from your socials would they be able to tell what you value? Does your social media reflect your values and your visions? And what is there too much of? Is there too many girls just sitting there posing in bikinis and posing in outfits that are making you feel bad because you don't have the money to buy all these outfits and you don't have the time to go and dress up and you're jealous of their job and you... Just negative emotions. Is there too many things that provoke negative emotions? And what is it that there's too much of? What is it because i feel like whatever there is too much of in your social media is clearly maybe what you're comparing yourself to like the part of the life that you compare a lot of i don't know maybe maybe not lastly instead of switching off comparison completely because that can be hard try to keep your comparison avatars that we spoke about at the beginning these people that we're keeping mental tabs on and use them as inspiration it is very important to have people on our timelines that we look up to and maybe instead of comparing ourselves and comparing our journeys, we just look at them in admiration and inspiration. And like I said, if we have that sense of self, then it's easier to look at these people with inspiration, like for inspiration, because we know we're also heading there. Be inspired without imitating them. Oh, do I want to talk about this now? It feels like it doesn't fit. 
I was at an event and there was a talk and the person hosting the talk was talking to the person who was the guest and said like, how can people in this room go about doing like what you've done with this brand? Did, did like you DM them? Did they DM you? Do you have an email? And the guest handled the question so well and was like, I think it's really important for people to look at me and take what I do as inspiration to do whatever it is that's like their equivalent kind of thing. So whether that's, this isn't what they said, I'm just rolling off the top of my head now because I feel like you need a little bit more context. But they were basically like, don't look at what I do and try and replicate it with the same brand. Take me doing my passion project as inspiration to find your passion project, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. And I think that is so important because at the beginning of the year, that was my goal with my socials. I was like, I want to inspire people to like, travel and like live their best life and I was like no no I don't I said it out loud and I was like I take that back no I don't I want people to look at me and go maybe I can like do what I'm passionate about as well maybe I can sprinkle more like passion and living into my life whatever I couldn't articulate it at the time and I still clearly can't I was like I want to inspire people to do whatever to them like travel is to me so your passion your passion project what you value i want to inspire you to do whatever that is to you and know that it doesn't have to be and almost shouldn't be the same as me and the same as this creator and i thought she just handled it really well and it was a really interesting point because i don't even think the interviewer realized that she was literally asking how can people replicate you and i think it's just because it's something that we do these days we see people on social media doing well and it's almost like we just want to copy them and copy their blueprint and be handed like a guide on how to become them, how to get their success. But yeah, we need to redefine our own success and strive for that and believe, believe we can. If you have a passion and a vision and believe in yourself, you'll never compare yourself to anyone else again. You'll simply look for them as inspiration and like cheer them on. Also, we want to not be able to compare ourselves because we want to be a good fucking cheerleader. People who are too busy comparing themselves and feeling sorry for themselves are a shit cheerleader, shit supportive friend. You want to be in a good environment. Oh my God, I've missed out a whole section actually. Um, I'm glad I thought of that. Oh no, did I accidentally delete it? I was basically saying we want to have a good environment around us full of different people who have different... I don't I must have deleted that. Full of different hobbies and careers and stuff. Because sometimes when we are in a group and we all we all want to become social media influencers or we all want we've all done the same uni course, so we're all looking for really similar jobs, it can kind of be quite hard not to compare yourselves and not to get a bit competitive almost. So I think it's really important to obviously surround yourselves with super supportive friends who also all believe in themselves, but also are just a bit different different careers different hobbies different interests different motives different ideas of success because then it's harder to compare yourselves to them and it almost allows you opens this like safe space to redefine success because if you're around your friendship group and you all have the exact sorry was like, that was like a hiccup but if you all have the exact same idea of success you can just 
open your mind essentially open your mind to new successes new people new hobbies new careers like open your circle to some people who do different stuff because it can be interesting i'm annoyed i've lost that point because i feel like i um, articulated that quite well in my notes okay this was a really random add-on okay maybe i won't add on this okay i will but it doesn't really have a lot of value to this episode i've realized now but i did think it was interesting in the book she said I was talking about ways you kind of undersell yourself and how you kind of prove to yourself that you're not worthy of things. And she said, do you have a for the best rule for some? Oh, that perfume's only for special events, for the best events. Oh, these underwear is only when I'm meeting a guy or this dress is only for this or only use this foundation when I'm doing this or this, this cutlery when all my friends are around, these glasses when it's a really nice bottle of wine. I don't know, something like that. And she was like, stop it. You know, use your best all the time. Why are you degrading yourself to like a, only the best? Like I said, I don't have much of a point here in terms of comparing yourself. This is what I didn't love about the book. I thought some of it wasn't really relevant. But I did think this was an interesting point because one, no, I will have a perfume for special events because perfume is expensive and I can't use a really expensive, lovely, gorgeous perfume every day. But I would love to have one for special events because then that makes me feel special and I like that and it's like a treat. But I don't know, I thought she was onto something there but didn't quite nail it. Like, okay, maybe we we still have our bests but our secondaries aren't bad. Maybe we can adopt a bit of a minimalist mindset here and only buy things that we love. So when we're getting ready, it's not like, oh no, that tracksuit's for out of the house. I have to wear my bad holy tracksuit in the house i say that because the other day i nearly bought a primark tracksuit because it was like 14 pound i was like oh i don't love it but i can just like wear it in the house and like it's cheap and it's comfy and i was like no i'm not gonna do that because i don't want to walk around the house in a tracksuit like i don't love just because it's 15 pound and then i went on h&m and bought my favorite h&m tracksuit that's only 30 pounds i was like well i'll wear this out the house too now and it makes me feel that little bit better without completely splashing and really it was 15 pound wasted otherwise I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. I thought she was onto something, but I'm not quite sure what. And I didn't love everything she said. Anyway, it's hard. Do the work and let's go full steam ahead. I'm really sorry. The video for this episode has just cut out for some reason, but the journal prompt for next week is what is a challenge that you would love to take on? I'm doing my half marathon on Sunday. So best believe next Sunday's episode is all about my half marathon challenge. Don't worry, it's not gonna be all about running. So it will be useful no matter what. We're gonna talk about a lot about mental strength and showing up for yourself and how to commit yourself to a challenge. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it has helped you be less them and more you. Love you lots and lots and I will see you next week. Mwah. Bye guys.